welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Are you struggling with deadlines? Hi there, this is Brian Collins from becomearitertoday.com and I'm an author from Ireland. And in this podcast episode, I want to talk to you about deadlines. You see, whether you're writing non-fiction or fiction or whether you're a freelance writer, You've got to be able to manage your deadlines if you want to be able to publish your work and start earning an income from your writing. See, creative work is kind of like water. It's fluid and it's messy and it's unpredictable. And lots of writers and even artists revel in this chaos and they talk about how great all-nighters are. They procrastinate and they put things off and they tell themselves that picking the lint out of the carpet is more important than writing or composing or working on their creative projects. And then hours before a deadline, they'll fuel up on Red Bull, pull it all nighter and stagger over the finish line. And I know this is something I did in college. Now, Mozart was somebody who worked all nighters, albeit without the Red Bull. And sure, you could pull an all nighter to finish your book or your big creative project. But why risk missing your deadline, disappointing fans and turning into a bleary eyed monster? And then there are other artists and writers who genuinely believe they can finish their work on time only to frustrate fans with a missed deadline. Winds of Winter, Game of Thrones fans, anyone? This way of working is unhelpful if you want to finish what you started writing or creating without losing your mind and pulling out your hair. And many successful and productive artists know how to make friends with deadlines, and you should too, and that's what I want to cover in this episode. So it's helpful to understand why deadlines are your best friend. Uh, And to explain that, I want to tell you about uh, an economist from 1955. His name is Cyril Northcourt Parkinson. And he explained the problem with time management. He wrote in The Economist, work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. And creative work like writing or painting or blogging or even self-publishing is no exception. If you give yourself five days to write an article, you'll spend a week on it. Take a month to record a song and you might need two. Decide on five years to write a book and it'll be at least six before your book storms the charts on Amazon, if you even get there. Now all that's fine if you know what you're doing, but if your audience is expecting you to deliver, it's a recipe for frustration. What's more, many creative people and many writers beat themselves up over missed deadlines. And I get it. Deadlines aren't sexy. But there are five different ways you can own your time instead of letting it own you and finish your book or your important writing projects. So my first tip for you is to set two deadlines. Elon Musk knows a little about deadlines, both realised and missed. After founding SpaceX, Musk actually set a date to fly the Falcon 1 space rocket in 2003. But that didn't happen until 2006 for Elon Musk and his team. More recently, Musk won a public bet that his teams at Tesla could build the world's largest lithium battery in less than 100 days. You see, Musk has learned the value of setting public deadlines that he tells his fans and customers and investors about, and private deadlines that he drives his teams towards meeting. He told his biographer Ashley Vance, You want to try to promise people something that includes schedule margin, but in order to achieve the external promise schedule, You've got to have an internal schedule that's more aggressive than that. Sometimes you still miss the external schedule. So as a writer, if your audience is expecting something from you, 
Give them a date of completion, but set yourself a more aggressive date and work towards that. Or you could give your editor a, a, de- a deadline or a date that you're working towards and then try and beat that yourself. Now, my next tip is to decide on your next action. And this is kind of something from the productivity world and the business world, because in the business world, many successful executives always take the next step or action when working on a difficult project. So an example could include getting a quote from a supplier, posting a job vacancy, or phoning an interviewee to say, you're hired. Knowing your next action will help you figure out what you should say no to and how to concentrate on your writing. David Allen, author of Getting Things Done, said, You don't actually do a project. You can only do action steps related to it. When enough of the right action steps have been taken, some situations will have crossed or will have been created that match your initial picture of the outcome closely enough that you can call it done. In other words, you just break a project down into little steps and do these little steps one by one. So for writers or for creative people, next actions could include writing five potential book titles, buying some supplies or art supplies, performing keyword research for an article, uh, hiring a designer for your book cover, or perhaps interviewing a reader, or even sending a draft of your work to, to beta readers. Now, my next tip for you is actually to, to goof off or to reframe your creative work as play. And to explain this tip, I want to tell you a little bit about the first Iron Man film. The film executives behind this film actually rushed it into production without a movie script, which seems insane, back in 2007. And according to Jeff Bridges, John Favreau and the team only had a vague idea of what their superhero film at the time was about. Bridges said they'd no script man. We would show up for big scenes every day and we wouldn't know what we're going to say. You would think with a $200 million movie you'd have this figured out, but it was just the opposite. And yet this $200 million movie went on to become one of the most successful franchises of all time. So how did they do it? Well, John Favreau and team reframed their work and their and the deadlines they were under as play. Bridges explained, Oh, what we're doing here is we're making a $200 million student film. We're just playing. Oh, great. That took all the pressure off. I'll just jam, man, play. And it turned out great. So my next tip for you is to just do one small thing. Thing. You see, Isaac Newton's first law states, an object at rest stays at rest and an object in motion stays in motion with the same speed and in the same direction. And yes, that applies to creative work like writing. Because once you gain a little bit of momentum on a troublesome article or a book or some other creative project, it's easier to keep going. The hard part is actually getting started. And this is why many productive writers and authors use writing prompts and why successful artists use free-from drawing exercises. Even musicians use pre-practice warm-ups like finger stretches. So instead of trying to write a chapter in an hour, just write one paragraph. Don't worry about finishing your entire book this month. Just try and get one chapter done. Or perhaps if you're working on a drawing like another creative project, rather than trying to finish it, just etch out a few lines. The idea is here is that you do one small thing to gain momentum and then you're able to keep going on your creative project or on your book. And my last tip brings it all together. It's to allow for more time than you think for your writing or your book. You see, when I was self-publishing my most recent book, it's called The Art of Writing a Nonfiction Book, I thought I could work with a designer and get an eye-catching cover within three to five working days and have it all up on Amazon because I knew I had the book ready. 
but I was actually being a bit foolish because in reality, my book cover designer needed two to three weeks to get it right because there was a lot of backwards and forwards to get the design right. And even that was pretty fast. And when she submitted her work, I had sent her back lots of little rounds of edits and revisions. And all of that cost me a bit more money and a bit more time than it had originally planned or budgeted for. I should have known better. I should have remembered what the researcher and professor Douglas Hofstadter said. He said it always takes longer than you expect, even when you take into account Hofstadter's law. So when you set your next deadline, allow for an extra hour or an extra day or a week or even a month, depending on the size or the ambitions of your creative project. And remember my previous tip about internal and external deadlines. And then rather than beating yourself up when a project takes a little bit longer, say to yourself, it's a good thing I knew this was going to happen. And ideally, this is an internal deadline, so you're not disappointing your editor, readers or fans. So there you go. I hope these five, five tips help you take charge of your deadlines, because as an artist or a creative professional or a writer, time is your greatest asset if you know how to use it. And rather than living in fear of your calendar or an opening or a publication date or a pre-launch date, turn these challenges into constraints for your important creative work. Because the more you do this, the better you'll become at immersing yourself in your projects and getting them over the finish line. If you've got questions about deadlines, just shoot me an email, brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at becomearitertoday.com. Or if you've got some feedback on this podcast episode, I'd love to hear it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.